Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, everybody, your Ben Jarofsky show for Wednesday, December 11th is just moments away. But before we get into that, we need to thank the following unions for jumping on board and sponsoring this program. You people are awesome. First up, it's First up, it's the first up, it's the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers, Local 126 and District 8, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 9, the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150, and of course, today's Ben Jarofsky Show is brought to you by our good friends at the Chicago Federation of Labor. The Ben Jarofsky Show. Mary wants to be a superwoman, but is that really in her mind? Da 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 da. Fairly well, I believe I love you. The Ben Jarofsky Show starts now. It is Wednesday, December 11th, and live from the Chicago Sun Times Chicago Reader Studio on Racine Avenue. This is the Ben Jarofsky Show. Please stop clapping. Today on the program, it's another Monroe Midweek with legendary Chicago journalist Monroe Anderson. Election lawyer Adolfo Mondragon returns and also making her return. Hopefully she brings her dog. Everyone loves her dog. It's Doris Davenport. And now your host never brings a dog. <laughs> Chicago Reader columnist Ben Jarofsky. Yeah, hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Reconsideration Wednesday. And here's why. So as everybody knows, I spent the last, oh, I don't know, eight, nine years uh, advocating for the legalization of reefer. Yes. Now it's upon us, almost upon us, January 1st. It's going to be legal. Uh, Dr. D can break out the bong wherever he wants. Okay, well, actually, that's technically not true. <sighs> what? As, as uh, Tommy Shuba pointed out, it's not clear if you can walk down the street. I, I don't think you can walk down the street with your bong, all right, D? <laughs> uh, and, that's uh, so funny. Uh, <laughs> just waiting for the bus, just <laughs> ripping, <laughs> pulling tubes, waiting for the bus. <laughs> Got my bong out. Uh, just allow me to sit on the bus and smoke my bong. Woo. <laughs> Nope, got a whole. I don't even know if you could uh, whip out the bong. That's an interesting thought. <laughs> Sounds dirty. Excuse me while I whip out my bong. Please stop. Uh, grossing me out. Uh, Blazing Saddles, great movie. You ever see Blazing Saddles? Absolutely. Uh, excuse me while I whip the. Anyway, so uh, I don't know if you can whip out your bomb on a, on a bong in a bus. I don't know if you can smoke your bong uh, on your front porch. I don't know if you can smoke your bong in your backyard. The point is. In a box with a fox. You can smoke it in your house, I suppose. With a mouse. Uh, with a mouse. Anyway, I really don't know what's that much different between when a reefer was illegal and when it is legal, but uh, there is a difference, and that's what's got me thinking. I've talked about this a little bit in the show. I think I'm going to write a column about it. With every day, with each new article, with each new detail emerging about what legalization of marijuana uh, is leading to, I keep coming to the conclusion, you know, I'm not so certain I want it to be legal. Now! As you always say, when I say this, D, I must point out, nobody should be arrested for smoking marijuana. So it should be one of those things where everybody looks the other way while people do an illegal thing. 
So in other words, what I'm really saying is, do I want the money that uh, goes to selling marijuana to go to some wealthy corporation of well-connected rich people, or should I go let it go to uh, you know Bernie the dealer, your your dealer guy? You know what I'm saying, D? Uh, you know, uh, don't what, say his name. Oh, is this is his name Bernie? <laughs> No, his name's not Bernie. <laughs> okay, you know. So I'm like, I'm not just torn in this. And this is like the story of my life, people. If I could just open up and it's just expose my inner feelings to all of you. It's like, this is the problem of my life. I want things so bad. I, I just like, wait, please happen, please happen. And then in the occasion that it happens, it's like, is that all there is? Song of the day, D. You know what? Marlene D. Is that all there is? It, <laughs> destroying that song. But is that all there is? I'll give you an example, D. 1991. My beloved Chicago Bulls. Wait, are you going to sing again? <laughs> Okay, okay. Don't worry, I won't sing unless it's to sing. Uh, go Bulls, go! Let me hear you. Anyway, the, my beloved Chicago Bulls finally won. They broke through. They won the championship. I've been a Bulls fan since 1966. I love the Chicago Bulls. I had so many disappointments on the road. Finally, they won. I remember walking the dog that night, D, going. <sighs> Is that all there is? Kind of anticlimactic, you know? I'm not that excited. And then all of a sudden became compulsive. Will they win the next year? And I got so freaked out when the Knicks uh, took them to seven and it was so scary. You remember that series, D? Uh, and uh, right. <laughs> young, Time, your time's in and here on the sports talk. Come young, on. Young D in Alton, Illinois, watching the Bulls Knicks series in 1992. Anyway, uh, 1992, speaking of the year, thank you for raising it, Bill Clinton won. Bill Clinton, your favorite president, was victorious in 1992. I had spent the entire 80s waiting for the Democrats to take back the White House. And when Clinton finally won, the next day I was like, is that all there is? I mean, I wanted this so bad. Let's hear your best impression. You're Bill Clinton. I, uh, I love Hillary. Uh, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> very unfair to Hillary. Uh, very unfair. Ah, your only good one, Bill Clinton. That's <laughs> no, good. I, I will now do Kenny Davis. Talking. Oh, okay, yeah, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> Not a word said, but somehow still a great impression. Wait, and now I will do. Okay, um, you're done. Monroe, Putin. You're there. done. Okay. Anyway, so um, yeah, so I'm, I'm Tommy Shuba. This, this is a young Tom Tom Shuba, ace uh, staff reporter for the Chicago Sun Times, my beloved bright one, home delivered every day. Uh, Tom Shuba has been dutifully covering uh, the reefer beat and doing a great job, I should say, for I don't know how many months. Uh, his article today, uh, where first downtown pot joints could open, uh, that's the headline, and it talks about uh, two reefer stores that are coming uh, to the uh, Gold Coast, the near north side of the city of Chicago. Dean, I'm reading this story, I'm thinking one thing, uh, once again, enormously wealthy, well-connected, rich people are benefiting from reefer. Uh, uh, somehow or other, uh, poor black people got arrested all these years, but push comes to shove. It's going to be some rich guys benefiting from it. So I'm not dealing well with that one, D, all right? And then secondly, where are they coming? All right? Now, if you're an old guy like me, some of these 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 addresses mean something to you. So, for instance, let's see. One address, where is it? I'm looking here. Uh, one address is 612 North Wells. 612 North Wells, D. That's where Carson's Ribs used to be. You know what Carson's Ribs is? A rib place. Oh, my God. 
How did you know that? Trying my best to. I've had right? many great uh, mid, uh, meals at Carson's Ribs. Very enjoyable uh, meals over the years at Carson's Ribs. The other one is at the old Baton Lounge. They're going to bring a reefer store to the Baton Lounge. It was, uh, it was as Tommy uh, calls it, an iconic drag bar. I've been to the uh, Baton Lounge a few times over the years. I'd rather have the B- Baton Lounge back than a reefer store, D. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay? And uh, I miss Carson's. If you ask me, what would I rather have, a reefer or ribs? I'm going with the ribs. I'm just saying that. All right. So that's you know, where you and I differ, pal. But you would rather have the reefer, of course. <laughs> so you're all aboard on the legalization of marijuana. It's whatever. I got it. I get it fine illegally. Anyway, so I know I'm going to be fetching about this and complaining about this for months to go. It just underscores my point. I want something to occur and then as soon as it occurs it's so typical so human behavior i immediately start complaining right d oh yeah anyway reefer or ribs we're gonna have to have more discussion about this i'm gonna ask monroe and adolfo about this when they come in reefer or ribs that just sounds like an awesome podcast <laughs> i know how about reefer and ribs mm. there you go hey the ribs will taste better if you have a little reefer anyway we have a great show today uh today monroe anderson will be here talking trump the impeachment uh two articles of impeachment voted by congress finally the democrats are getting serious about it republicans are having a counterpunch I'll tell you what, those Republicans don't play. And Donald Trump has just taken control of the Republican Party. There is no doubt about it. We'll be talking about all that kind of thing. Also, Adolfo Mondragon will be coming in. Adolfo, on top of being an election law uh, lawyer and an expert in local politics, huge Bernie Sanders supporter, okay? And so we'll probably do talking about Bernie Sanders, Democratic Party. What's the best strategy for the Democrats as they head off into this election? I'm starting to think, I'm getting a little nervous here, D. Getting a little nervous here. I noticed that. The, that the, the Democratic Party, this split between the centrists and the lefties, uh, is maybe a little more difficult to maneuver around than I originally thought. Okay, and we're seeing uh, what what drove this home was the the comments that Hillary made on the Howard Stern show last week. We've been talking about them, where she just kind of trashed Bernie Sanders for no good reason, in my humble opinion. Uh, reviving that old fight, I've been since getting uh, texts from uh, Bernie uh, uh, Bernie Bros and uh, Sanders sisters out there who support Bernie Sanders trashing Hillary. And uh, I just, I got a feeling that this, this, this divide is a little deeper uh, than I fully acknowledge. So it could be problematic, particularly since Donald John Trump owns the Republican Party. They are united around Donald John Trump. They will follow whatever he says. They'll do whatever he tells them to do. Uh, you want, they, if, if he feels compelled to trash John McCain, they'll go trash John McCain as well. If he says that absolutely nothing happened and it's a witch hunt, they'll say nothing happened uh, uh, with you. Ukraine and it's just a witch hunt and it's down the line from top to bottom. So they're united behind Donald John Trump. The Democrats seem to be more into fighting each other. So we'll be talking. No collusion. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that one. Uh, Doris Davenport will be here uh, later in the show. I should bring a mystery guest date. I love it when uh, Doris brings in a mystery guest. I wonder who that mystery guest will be. And it's not her dog, guys. She, I'm sure she'll bring her dog. I'm going to ask her about, there was a story in today's Tribune about. Uh, it's is a it? human. 
Uh, uh, snakes on plane. Nope. New rules for emotional support animals. I'm going to ask uh, Doris about that. Emotional support animals. Anyway, a really cute picture of a dog uh, <laughs> in the paper today. So anyway, plenty, uh, plenty of political discussion ahead of us. A lot of Trump talk, a lot of Democrat talk, a lot of Hillary, Bernie talk, a lot of Democratic primary talk. Where are we going as a Democratic Party? Can we be united long enough to defeat Donald Trump? And um, But before we do any of that, the young man from Alton. The man they call a doctor with the news. Hey, how's it going, everybody? The name's Dennis. Let's discuss what's happening in Chicago and or Illinois this afternoon. Our Illinois governor is looking ahead to 2020. What are his plans? What legislation will he sign? Will there be a 2020 State Fair butter cow? It's the butter cow, which has nine hearts to represent the nine essential nutrients in milk. That's right. It's made entirely out of butter. And, it, you know, it's a State Fair tradition since at least 1922. Of course there's going to be a butter cow. More on Pritzker's plans in moments. But first, we begin with our Chicago mayor's Wednesday schedule. Mayor Lori Lightfoot began her day offering rem- Marks for the Cook County Assessor's Office's Market Analyst Day. And whatever that is, it happened at Venue 610 on Michigan Avenue. That's S-I-X, the number 10 on Michigan Avenue. Ben, you love that venue, don't you? I love it. Go there every day. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually never heard about it. I'm so out of it. Oh, my God. Remember yesterday I was talking about uh, Billie Eilish? I was confessing I didn't know who she was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did not know about this venue until you told me about this venue. So uh, I'm just... You know, open and honesty today. I don't know. It's not working to my advantage. I'm openly admitting that I'm un- very uncertain about the legalization of marijuana, though nobody should be arrested for it. Uh, and now i got to confess I've never heard of venue. What is it called? 610? 610. S-I-X-10. Uh, yeah, it's on uh, Michigan Avenue, correct? Yeah. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, I uh, used to work out of a building right next to it. Isn't that, you know? So, okay. Yeah, but there was no 610. It was a different city back in the early 80s than it is oh, today. You say you're being honest today. Any other confessions you'd like to make right now? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> As the show unravels, uh, uh, I will uh, make other confessions. Uh, not really feeling Mayor Pete. There's a confession. There you go. Okay. I mean, I would vote for Mayor Pete over Donald John Trump. Just not feeling Mayor Pete, okay? I know you're going to do a Lori Lightfoot thing. I've been feeling really good about Lori Lightfoot ever since she challenged Mayor Pete. So what's the latest on Lori Lightfoot? Well, let me do the news, Ben. Now, awesome. that's not all the mayor has going on today. According to the Joffrey Ballet, and I don't see why they'd lie about this, Mayor Lori Lightfoot will also address more than 2,500 students from 30-plus schools at the student matinee production of The Nutcracker. Ben, tis the season. Your thoughts on The Nutcracker? Is it in your top five all-time ballets? Yeah, it's number one. Mm Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. What's number two? The Nutcracker. How about three, four, and five? Uh, the Nutcracker. I'm not really into ballet, ladies and gentlemen. I should probably... You know what? It's never too late. So I may be... Uh, I'm just trying opera for the last couple of years, as you know. I went. To, I just saw Don Giovanni. Uh, let's talk to Adolfo about that. So, you know, maybe it's not too late for me to to discover uh, ballet. Mayor Lightfoot also spoke on all this damn dirty Chicago corruption. Lightfoot said Tuesday that she plans to call Commonwealth Edison on the carpet for the Springfield lobbying scandal and ask the utility to join the city in ending shutoffs before Chicago will even consider renewing its franchise agreement. I'm with her 100%. I'm feeling Lori Lightfoot these days, all right, D? First of all, she she held Mayor Pete's feet to the fire on that non-disclosure agreement that he said was preventing him from 
from revealing what he was up to when he was working for McKinsey back in the day. And uh, and now she's taking advantage of a scandal, political scandal, uh, that has been slowly emerging to the public's awareness, having to do with Commonwealth Edison and Michael Joseph Madigan and Marty Sandoval and who else, who knows who else, because you know how these scandals uh, develop. There's like leaks to the newspaper. You have bits and pieces of the story. You don't have the full story. But it's slowly emerging that something was up to no, somebody was up to something no good. And so Lori Lightfoot's going to take advantage of that or talk about taking advantage of that, try to get negotiate a better deal with Commonwealth Edison. And uh, so yeah, good for her uh, to do that. You know, it's good for her. The, there's so much of the big scandals in the city of Chicago uh, just get ignored and buried and so it's nice to know uh that you know they're taking a look at the big time operators and the big by the way i'm getting a weird phone call that's really weird oh, awesome glad you shared that with all <laughs> yeah. of us yeah just uh, take that <laughs> oh, you, oh, you're not gonna take it <laughs> no i'm not gonna take it all right well i'm sure the mayor will come up again in discussions at some point today so stay tuned for more we're now moving on to the illinois governor jb pritzker today the governor is on a bit of a mini victory tour he visited 1871 in merchandise mart to celebrate 1871's designation as the top private business incubator in the world and he's celebrating because well he founded 1871 <laughs> wait a minute in the world in the world who who said that uh, that's according uh, to illinois politico and uh she had compost. Oh, but it's but she didn't cite who cited it as the number one then yeah i uh, I don't know. I just saw an article in the New York Times, I think it was, where uh, Chicago was not even in the top 10 for uh, tech centers in the country. I, did, I don't know if you saw that article, but they listed all these the cities in the in the country that were in the top 10, the top 10, which were had the, the fastest growing tech economies, and Chicago was not in that done. So I'm a little dubious about that distinction. But that could just be me, D, remember? You know, I'm just not seeing the good news. Like, they're legalizing marijuana, and I'm dubious about that. You know, maybe that's just where I'm at today but i'm have a little a little doubtful about being number one in the in the world in the world it's a big world so i don't know pritzker will then join cook county state's attorney kim fox for a media availability after fox files motions to vacate low-level cannabis convictions you know he's got to be there for the photo op you know what i mean get that reefer rub <laughs> Well, listen, this is the good side of, of legalizing marijuana. They're finally going to vacate uh, some of uh, these convictions that should never have happened in the first place. I think it's pretty obvious uh, that the war on, the, uh, on drugs was a colossal failure. It was hypocritical. Uh, it was uh, unfairly enforced. Like I said, it was legal for one group of people and illegal for another group of people. Lots of money, lots of lives, lots of neighborhoods, lots of communities wasted uh, in, the, uh, in the years of this war. So it's good to see that we're moving away from the so-called phony war on drugs. And so good for that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so, yes, uh, J.B. Pritzker was the governor when the law was passed legalizing reefer. He signed the bill. He, he used uh, his political clout to push it through, to help push it through. So he deserves to take the victory lap. So that's uh, what's on Pritzker's Wednesday schedule. I don't know if you're out and about in Chicago. Maybe he'll stop by a neighborhood near you. Who knows? <laughs> but with 2020 on the horizon, Pritzker's rookie year as a governor is coming to a close. On Tuesday's show, we heard Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot's quote, next big thing. It was her 10-year plan to grow Chicago's economy. Ben, what were your thoughts on that again? 
You know, I learned a lot about logistics industry. Remember, we were talking about the logistics industry mm-hmm. yesterday and how that's uh, the key to the future of the city of Chicago. My, my, I read uh, a little further about uh, her plans. It was there's a couple articles in the Sun Times about the plans about growing Chicago and the key for the city of Chicago, as she laid it out, was to somehow or other get more people to come back to Chicago. Our population used to be over three million. It's now roughly around two point seven million or something like that. It's fallen uh, in the significant number of people who've left the city of Chicago over the last 10 years or 20 years have been black people. Uh, and there was a great column by Ed Zotti in today's Sun-Times that uh, laid it out and he put it in one sentence. Essentially, black people don't see a future for themselves uh, in the city of Chicago. So the real challenge is somehow or other uh, to use our economic development dollars, to use the federal assistance that we get, to create an economy in the city of Chicago and create a culture in the city of Chicago that encourages all people to feel at home here. And that has not, uh, the city has never really been able to do that over the last 40 years. It's either white people leaving or black people leaving. And so that's a great challenge that Lori Lightfoot is facing. I'm not quite sure the promoting the logistics industry is going to do that. But uh, I wish her all the best. So, yeah, Lightfoot announced that. So it only makes sense for reporters to now ask, hey, Pritzker, <laughs> what do you have in store for the future? <laughs> The following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times and one Tina Spondelez. Hoping for another productive legislative season or session, Governor J.B. Pritzker on Tuesday vowed to tackle pensions, early childhood education, criminal justice reform, and health care next year, as well as the elusive Chicago casino. Mm. The governor fielded questions on his legislative agenda at the Leuna Training Center on Chicago's West Side Tuesday. Pritzker now has a new 2020 wish list, which includes the long-sought casino, additional pension reform, and the expansion of early childhood education. We have quotes from the governor. Quote, Criminal justice reform is an area that I've already done a lot on in the spring session last year, but now I think we'll be revisiting some of the issues that came up over the last few years that never got passed. He goes on to say, quote, I'm also very focused on making sure that we're expanding opportunities for working families to get ahead of, you know, I've talked a lot about lowering the cost of health care, lowering the cost of child care, lowering the cost of education so that we can raise the standard of living and people who are working in our state. And as far as that Chicago casino, here's the quote from Pritzker, quote, I'm very hopeful that in the session of the legislature that is coming up starting in January, that we will begin to put together a bill and get it passed. Ben Jarofsky, how are we feeling about Pritzker these days? Good, bad, indifferent? And do you see any obstacles ahead in 2020 for our soon-to-be sophomore governor? Well, first of all, I give him good grades uh, for the start. So I feel pretty good about the, his, uh, the first few months. Uh, he achieved most of his goals. But uh, like We've been pointing out uh, he's the, the challenges are still there, and some of the goals that we thought he achieved, it turns out he hasn't completely achieved. And like, for instance, the casino bill. Uh, we've been talking a lot about this. Uh, the casino bill, which was passed very quickly in a couple of days back in May, it turns out uh, there's some problems with it. Uh, apparently, they they can't find anybody in the city. I really have a hard time believing this. They can't find an operator uh, to uh, who thinks it's worthwhile to run a, a 
casino in the city of Chicago. So they're going back to ask for less money for the city and the state and more money for the operator of the casino. And that leads, that's going to be a contentious debate. Like who's going to give up what? Will the city give up more of the money? Will the state give up more of the money so that the private operator can get more money? I don't know if that's right. Maybe the city should run the casino itself instead of bringing in a private operator. Uh, I would have thought that there was enough money from uh, a casino in the city of Chicago, which is probably going to be the premier casino in the state of Illinois and in the area. You would want to come to the city of Chicago as opposed to, let's say, Hammond uh, or, you know, Aurora or some surrounding area. Uh, So I would think that the, the casino in Chicago would have the greatest draw. But they're already trying to cut in more money for the operator. So I'm a little concerned about that. The whole point of having the casino is to raise money uh, to pay for our, our governmental obligations. If we're going to give more money off the top to the operator, why, why even have a casino? Because uh, it's it's really a very regressive form of taxation. So I'm watching that. The pension watch, I don't know. You know, whenever they say pension reform, that generally means somebody's going to lose money. Probably the pensioners. So we got to keep our eye out uh, on on that one. Our early childhood education. How could you be against that? That's very important. But again, how are you going to finance it? Uh, and uh, so you know, it's it's great to have a list of things you want to accomplish. The devil is in the details. All right. And finally, one more J.B. Pritzker story here. And in case you forgot, J.B. Pritzker is really rich, guys. And here's proof. According to the Illinois political bulldogs over at Illinois Politico and Wanchia Campos, Pritzker just pumped $5 million into his brilliantly titled Vote Yes for Fairness Committee. What are you going to do? Vote no on fairness? This is a committee pressing a graduated income tax amendment to the Illinois Constitution. The proposed constitutional amendment uh, to allow Illinois to impose a non-flat income tax will be on the ballot in the 2020 general election. It requires 60% voter approval. And with $5 million more million in the kitty and with the track record of our Governor Pritzker's gubernatorial campaign, I think you all know what's coming soon to a television or a computer. Computer screen near you. <laughs> False, nonsensical, completely incorrect. That's what newspapers call the attacks against the fair tax. Don't you think voters should get to decide whether to change Illinois' tax system? Oh, God, fair tax political <laughs> ads. They can't defeat the plan on its merits, so they're trying to jump it on the low road. A yes vote by the legislature uh. will put the fair tax on the ballot. If the General Assembly gives the green light, we're all going to have a say at the polls next November. Tell your representative. Let's make our tax system fair. We deserve a vote. This is fair and necessary. How excited are you? Oh, well, I'm a big supporter of the Fair Tax Initiative, and this is perhaps, you talked about the challenges that J.B. Pritzker is facing in the coming year. This is probably the biggest challenge that he faces. Uh, he campaigned on a fair tax. He's been endorsing it uh, ever since uh, he was sworn in as governor. And essentially, right now, just to remind everybody of the issue, we have a flat tax, a flat income tax in the state of Illinois. Absolutely, everybody pays at the same rate, regardless of how wealthy they are or how poor they are. And what J.B. Pritzker and the Democrats have been proposing is to uh, change the Constitution, amend the Constitution, so that wealthier people pay a greater percentage percentage uh, of their income uh, for uh, state income taxes and to help finance government. And uh, so automatically from the get-go, there has been a very uh, well-funded and very well-organized opposition to this. 
largely representing the well-to-do in the state who don't want to pay more money, would rather see uh, government get cut uh, than have to the, the wealthiest people in the state of Illinois pay more. And it's going to be a really difficult uh, amendment to pass because you're going to need, as Dennis said, 60% of the vote. You're going to ask uh, 60% of the electorate to vote for raising taxes, even if even if the taxes won't hit them hardest, there's still a strong... <laughs> people hate taxes, D. They hate paying taxes. I, for all my talk about how much I support government, whenever I get that property tax bill... You know what's funny? And I can always define... People... It's interesting. when I There's the people in the city of Chicago who have never seen a property tax bill and don't quite understand what it means when you get that property tax bill. And then there's the people who own a house and <laughs> know what it means uh, to get like a 20% increase from one year to the next in your property taxes. So there is just a general opposition to taxes. If he could... If he could uh, change the Constitution with like 50.1% of the vote, I'd say it was doable and it was uh, pro- he could probably achieve his goal. 60%? That's going to be really a tough sell. And uh, some really sophisticated, smart political types who come on the show, Pat Quinn, for instance, say, well, you got to immediately uh, tie it to a property tax uh, break. Monroe Anderson, who just walked into the studio, he's going to be uh, screaming and yelling like crazy if his property tax bills go up uh, for a fair tax. He'll, it's amazing what a rising property tax bill will do to bring out the inner Republican from anyone like Monroe or me. Uh, so it, it will be a really difficult challenge for uh, J.B. Pritzker uh, to get this bill passed. And I, when it's all said and done, D, he'll be spending a lot more than $5 million on TV commercials to get it done. Okay, I thought I was hearing something. All right, so there you are. Just like that, you're now in the know of what's going on in Chicago and or Illinois. We will keep you posted on these stories as today's program rolls along. Before we go to break, and uh, give you Monroe Anderson, let's go to the YouTube live stream chat room. They're weighing in. Bruce, Bruce, what's happening? Uh, let's see. Brianna says, out of all the new Illinois-Chicago politicos, I am happiest with Governor Pritzker. He's doing the job that we elected him for. I'm with you, Brianna. I would have to say uh, it was a very good uh, f- first year when I think of uh, legalizing reefer, despite all my complaining about it. Uh, legalizing reefer and uh, well, f- even having a budget. Let's think about that, D, what it was, what life was like under in the Rounder days. Oh, my God. Great radio content, but like, you know, not good. Yeah, not good. Not for, good living. Uh, not good living. And I, I, I got to say that um, I was... Not the biggest fan of the casino expansion bill. Again, I think casinos are the most regressive form uh, of tax uh, taxation there is out there. Uh, but that said, got to pay your obligations somehow or other. So I give him credit for getting that passed. We'll see where he goes with it in the Jay, coming year. Jay Marie weighed in. Excellent timing, Jay Marie. She just put this. She says, I agree about the governor. I did not vote for him, but I am pleasantly surprised by him. Not a fan of Lightfoot, though. Whoa, turn it against Lori. What about... I don't think she ever turned. She was always, uh, you know... But what about Lori, uh, you know, uh, putting uh, Mayor Pete's feet to the fire? You got to give her credit for that. Jay Marie, what about that? Put Mayor Pete's feet to the fire. uh, Yeah, no, I... I... (laughs) Uh, I was not pleased with Lori Lightfoot uh, with when she uh, uh, sent in the city lawyers to kill the lawsuit against Lincoln Yards. But I have to say, uh, I did like the fact that she went right at Mayor Pete the other day and then said, you know, just 
rip up that non-disclosure agreement. Good God. Nobody pays attention to those things anyway. It was very refreshing. Shout out to KMA Barry. KMA Barry, we were talking about Carson's earlier. KMA says Carson's is now on Illinois over by Navy Pier. Oh, is that where? I, thank you, KMA. Did yeah. not know that. By the way, there's a KMA bowling team in my league. I wonder if K... Oh, are they going down next week or what? Uh, well, I don't think we're bowling them oh. next week. Uh, but KMA... What's what's his name? KMA... What ba- was, Barry. But KMA Barry. Uh, <laughs> you know what KMA stands for. Um, but uh, yeah, well, it's good to hear that Carson's is back. But I love that Carson's over on Welsh Street. I've had uh, many great meals there. And would I rather have ribs or reefer? Mm, I'm, I'm waiting. Well, that's Monroe. Pat, what he thinks about that. Pat right? Rod weighed in. He said reefer ribs. <laughs> I'm a bull, I guess. Huh? Uh, it's see not here. like one or the other, I suppose. And uh, KMA Barry also said, I was worried we weren't getting a song of the day. For those who listen on the download, we do a song of the day to make sure everybody can hear us. <laughs> ben, what was that song of the day again? Oh, I was singing a Stevie Wonder song. From way back in the day, way before anybody's time. Mary wants to be a superwoman. Downloaders, you hear what you're missing out on? <laughs> That's one of Monroe Anderson's favorite songs back in 1971 when he was a young man. Just, well, I'm not going to say he was smoking reefer, but he was living large, and, Monroe Anderson. And finally, our good friend Brianna weighs in. She says, Ben should sing solo. Solo, we can't hear him. <laughs> That's who said that? That's Brianna. Brianna, we're sending you a car. Okay, okay. we're not doing that. <laughs> so there you are, everybody. That's very funny. Feel free to weigh in on the YouTube live stream chat. If you're listening on the download, you're like, boy, that sounds fun. Live stream chatting. Well, join us tomorrow, won't you? Don't go anywhere. The Ben Jarofsky Show will be right back with Monroe Anderson. We are live from the Chicago Sun Times. The Ben Jarofsky Show is supported by Northwestern University's part-time master's program in literature and liberal studies. Students learn from dynamic and diverse faculty as they build advanced skills for critical analysis, writing, and research. Evening classes are held on Northwestern's Evanston and Chicago campuses. The spring quarter application deadline is January 15th. Learn more at sps.northwestern.edu slash masters. It's Chicagoland's Adult Entertainment Playground. It's the world-famous Admiral Theater, 3940 West Lawrence Avenue. The Admiral is homegrown from Chicago, and it's the most conveniently located club in all of the city. 15 minutes from the O'Hare Airport in downtown Chicago Loop. Voted Chicago's best strip club, the Admiral has showgirls galore and a variety of adult entertainment shows. The world-famous Admiral Theater, open every day from 7 p.m. to 6 a.m., 3940 West Lawrence Avenue. For events, showtime, and other information, visit AdmiralX.com. Must be 18 years of age or older to enter. At Chicago Land Cremation Options, we are committed to listening, educating, and guiding your family through the cremation process. Whether it is time of death or when planning your wishes for the future, Chicago Land Cremation Options can accommodate you at an affordable price and with great dignity. Avoid funeral home costs with direct access to a crematory for a cremation. Chicago Land Cremation Options, just south of O'Hare, five minutes west of Chicago. It's a family-owned business and operated by my good friend, Douglas Klein. Visit it at ChicagolandCremationOptions.com. One more time, ChicagolandCremationOptions.com.
Ben, stop talking about ribs. Welcome back to the Ben Jarofsky <laughs> Show, live from the Chicago Sun-Times. Monroe Anderson is in the studio, comes in once a week. We talk Trump, 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 Trump. Uh, before we do some Trump, and Adolfo Mondragon will be coming in at some point soon. Uh, we'll be talking Trump, we're talking Hillary, we're talking Bernie, talking the state of the Democratic Party. We'll talk about Republican counterpunch. We're going to talk about uh, Afghanistan and the lies our government tells us to uh, drum up support for wars that we probably shouldn't be in. Uh, we'll talk about all those things. But before we do any of that, I, I need to know, Monroe, I, got, I have a confession to make, one of my regular confessions here. Uh, I'm never happy with anything, okay? Yeah. I spent all these years advocating for the legalization of marijuana, yeah. and now that it's legal, it's well, just it's like— it's not legal for two weeks, okay, two, two and a half. All right, okay, asterisk on it. Now it's about to be legal. Yeah. Uh, now that the legislation is passed making it legal, yeah. I'm, like, complaining. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm never happy, what, Monroe. What? What, what are you complaining about? I'm complaining about um, several things. Number one, I'm complaining that uh, for years and years and years, it was poor black people largely locked up for doing something that everybody else did right. uh, freely. Yeah. Uh, and and now that the, we've legalized it, look who's making the money. Of course. <laughs> okay, rich white yeah, people. What about the lottery? Same thing. Same thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. They put all those numbers runners out. Exactly. What was policy that it was illegal? Then the state took it over. Yeah. So, and then my particular complaint, my specific complaint, I read today's Sun Times, uh, Tommy Schubert, another great article. He covers uh, the the, uh, reefer industry for the Sun Times. Uh, Carson's Ribs, I used to go to that restaurant all the time. I love Carson's Ribs at 612 North Wells. I went out of business and now there's a reefer shop coming in there. I'm like, I'd rather have a rib store than a reefer store. That's why I was asking. So in your humble opinion, would you rather have a reefer store or a rib store at 612 North Wells? Go. Reefer. <laughs> I'm with you. Man. See, hey, hey, this is your problem. I got many let, problems. Yeah, let, just, where are we going to start? Let, let, me, let me give you this spliff and you can just chill. Oh, wait, no, okay. never mind. Hey, whoa. <laughs> whoa, fellas. Let me tell you something about Monroe Anderson, ladies and gentlemen. You know, Mr. Press Secretary to the, the Eugene Sawyer, Mr. Tribune guy, Mr. Sun Times guy, Mr. Establishment. Man, what a pothead back in the day. <laughs> Well, I, I, I was in college in the 60s. Yeah. So. Of course, you immediately stopped smoking marijuana as soon as you graduated Of course, college. yeah. But but in the 60s. In the 60s, yeah. I started in 65 at Indiana University. Wait, you started college in 65? College in yeah, 65. Okay. Indiana University. Mm-hmm. Um, I got put on probation because I got caught in the dorm with some other guys uh, playing penny poker and drinking beer. So we put on a social probation. The next year, um, dope came in, marijuana. 66. 66. You could walk through our floor <laughs> and get a contact eye. No, Everybody man. was smoking. And the, the university didn't want the scandal, so they just smelled the other way. Yeah, they smelled. But you, you know, it's funny you should mention that. Uh, we're in a tangent with a tangent, but let me just enjoy this. I remember when I, I graduated high school, and a dear friend of mine, uh, uh, who I would call Eric Ma, a really good friend of mine from way back in the day, a uh, big pothead back in the day. And uh, he, his mother was really happy that he was going, uh, he wasn't going to a small liberal arts school uh, in the Midwest because she felt that that's where marijuana smoke, marijuana smoking would be 
everybody was doing it, yeah, okay? Yeah. Instead, he was going, I'm not making this up, to uh, University of Indiana in Bloomington, and she thought that there would be less smoking right. there. I'm like, are you kidding right, me? Right, right, right. I mean, those big major right. Midwestern schools, right. there was so much reefer no, going on. Before, in my freshman year, mm. I had been raised that if you just took one hit off a joint, yeah. you'd be a joke drug addict. You'd be on heroin yeah. in no time flat. And so I had avoided it up until that time, until a, a good friend of mine convinced me to try it. Well, and, and you enjoyed it when yeah. you tried it? I inhaled. You inhaled, <laughs> unlike Clinton? <laughs> right. Speaking of lies. See, and this gets this gets the lies part. And in, uh, in a skeptic like myself, um, has such a hard time, uh, Monroe, uh, believing anything people in authority tell me. Yes. Because you're absolutely correct. You, you and I are roughly the same generation, yeah. and I remember the health uh, classes where they, where, where they told us, uh, they tried to scare us with Reefer Madness. That's why right. I call it Reefer, because right. there was a movie called Reefer Madness. Right. They would show us this movie, Reefer Madness. Right. They would tell us that marijuana would be the next step to losing your mind or heroin. Right. And, uh, and then people would, the kids would go and smoke it anyway. You're not going to deter a kid from smoke doing something. If you tell a kid, don't do this, that's basically saying, do this. Right. And they go try it, and it's not like what right. they're told, right. so they don't believe government at all right. anymore. Exactly. No, and that's what was happening back then. And um, Lee Daniels, the, the producer, is making a movie about Billie Holiday, and the name of the movie is U.S. versus Billie Holiday. It's about how they targeted her. Is that right? Yeah. I, I missed that. Yeah. I didn't. He's making the movie right now. Yeah, Who's going to play Billie Holiday? Um, her name is um, Andra Day. She, she she's a singer. She she sang this song "Rise." Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, it's, that's it's, pretty amazing. Yeah. For ten trivia points. Yes. Who played the original Billie Holiday in Lady Sing the Blues? Oh, oh God, <laughs> please, <laughs> Diana Ross. And who played the piano man, the piano player in that movie? One Richard Pryor. And who played her love interest? One uh, Billy D. Williams. Three for three, right. who's now, I don't know if you followed this, is uh, finding his inner uh, yeah, feminine right. voice. Yeah, Have you right. seen that? Exactly. Uh, his, his hormones are fighting it out or something. Yeah, Billy D. Williams. Uh, yeah, but very good. Give Monroe credit, man. He answered uh, uh, all uh, three of those uh, correctly. I, I was at Ebony at the time. Oh, that would be huge. And, and yes. we had a screening room. So I saw it before the movie before most people in the JPC screening room. By the way, I bumped into this gentleman in the hallway. I have to give him a shout out before we take uh, go and follow up on the, what I was asking you about. Uh, Lee Bay, you mentioned Lee Daniels. Lee Bay, uh, who was a guest on our show, is now an editorial writer at the Chicago Sun-Times. I just bumped him in the hallway. Yeah. So congratulations, Lee Bay, one of the uh, great um, architect critics in the city of Chicago. Lee is my most accomplished student. Did I know this, that you taught him? Did you tell me this I, and I, I forgot this because of all the marijuana I smoked? Yeah, right, exactly. All right, now let's get let's get into lying by our government. And uh, I was talking about the lying that they did, which is relatively benign. I put it relative about drugs yeah. uh, and the impact that drugs will have on you, uh, which is unrealistic. It did not have the impact that they said it was going to have. So they, in their attempt to discourage people from smoking marijuana, they undercut their own credibility. Okay. I've written about this and okay. you have to, you have to forgive me for forgetting the gentleman's name. No, he wasn't really a gentleman, but anyway, when J. Edgar Hoover 
was busting the all, all the um, alcohol sell, salesmen, the gin runners, and what have mm-hmm. you. Now you have these press conferences, basically with the axis and what have you, where they're busting open the cakes. He was getting all this publicity, and there was this guy who also was in the FBI who was jealous of the publicity that J. Edgar Hoover was getting. So he he managed to get marijuana criminalized. Before then, it wasn't criminalized at all. Nobody thought about it because only, or basically, only Mexicans and black musicians um, smoked it. And so he got to, he made it into a, an illegal drug, thinking that he'd get the publicity by fighting the, the smokers that um, J. Edgar Hoover was getting for fighting the, the um, bootleggers. And that's how it became illegal. He was instrumental in getting reefer madness made. Mm. And so that's, that's how So it again, it's more lies our government tells us. Exactly. And it really undercuts... Like at a moment like this, yes. Okay, this it'll all come together, folks. So in a moment like this, where well, we we, well, we Trump lies seventy nine times a day. Okay, Trump is uh, a compulsive liar. Yes. We all know that. Yes, uh, is you can't believe anything Trump says. It is possible that something he says may be true, yeah. but that's just because it it fit his need at that very moment or so he, he slipped up or he slipped up <laughs> so you really you can't take anything he says seriously right so at his, at, his, at his, and, the, and the reason this is important is because it comes moments when the people of the united states have to decide who is telling the truth and so in this case like let's just take one of the things we've been talking about a lot who hacked those democratic computers uh, we're going to be talking about this later when Adolfo comes in. It was, it was a key, pivotal moment in the 2016 uh, presidential election on the eve of the Democratic convention. Somebody hacked Democratic computers and exposed all the inner emails uh, that showed that the, the leaders of the Democratic Party were conspiring among themselves to undercut Bernie and help Hillary. And they, these, these emails were, were released at the very time the Democrats were coming together. It undercut Democrats' uh, calls for unity. The Democrats have been fighting ever since. Four years later, basically, Monroe Anderson, these splits are still very much alive. Yeah. So, and, 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 and um, just coincidentally, that that information came out the day that the um, the um, grab him by the. Oh, that was the second release. There was two releases. Yeah. Yes, you're talking. I'm talking about the release of emails on the eve of the Democratic convention in July of 2016. You're talking about the John Podesta yes. uh, dive yeah. that occurred, that was dropped in October of 2016, just as Donald Trump was in trouble because the videotape was released right. where he was bragging about grabbing women by right. the private parts. Yeah. So yeah, you're, there were two drops essentially. Now the first drop, it's clear. All the intelligence agencies have said it was uh, uh, Russian hackers. Right. Uh, the, 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 the Republicans, including your favorite Republican, Ted Cruz, are now going around saying it was Ukrainian uh, hackers. They're just making stuff up as they go along, yeah, Monroe. And Lindsey may be becoming my favorite <laughs> Republicans. <laughs> such, we'll talk about this with the Dolpho, man. These guys used to argue against Trump. Now he owns them. Right. He controls them. Right. So, all right. 
so it's like i want to believe you have to say okay who do i believe the intelligence agencies or donald trump i'm going to believe the intelligence agencies then we get reports like i remember when i used to not believe the intelligence agency there you go and and but now i do because their lies are so insignificant compared to Trump's. Well, I don't know about that. You were, you were talking about the report that just came out about, uh, are, do we call them lies that were drummed up about the war uh, in Afghanistan? Uh, to, yeah, that's the military, not the intelligence agency. Well, okay. Now you're drawing <laughs> distinctions. Right. I, know. I mean, it, most uh, ordinary uh, to, Americans. To, to quote a great radio station, Facts matter. Uh, wow, what was that? <laughs> Facts matter. That's the one that fired him. Oh, remember? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot, D. Thanks yeah. for the memory. WCPTA 20. They oh, fired yeah, you. Yeah, they did fire me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, facts didn't matter when they fired me, though. Uh, <laughs> suddenly, facts didn't matter so much. Just get rid of the guy right now, and we'll make up some stuff as to why we did it. Um, but, uh, okay. So, again, coming back to it. Government does no justice for anybody when they make the decision in the case of the war in Afghanistan uh, to what present a version of the truth that's not the truth, right? And it just undercuts their credibility. Except this is you know people talk about this like this is some modern construction. The United States of America was founded on lies. You know, um, all men are created equal except for the slaves that we own. You're right. You know, um, the Trail of Tears with Trump's favorite, President Jackson. Mm -hmm. We have had, and and the treaties they broke with the Indians. Um, So, I mean, this country goes in and out of the truth whenever and whoever's in charge. So Monroe Anderson. Where, where do you, how do you, you, when you use all the tricks of the trade of journalism that you learned, that you studied yes. when you weren't smoking reefer at the right. University of Indiana, right. that you practiced right. when you weren't getting beat up by the cops right. in the, at, at the city of Chicago, right. uh, when, how do you know when the government is telling the truth? Like, if, if you can't believe... If you work from the assumption that there's a good chance your government is lying to you, and every single government we've had has lied to us right. at some point or another, right. uh, including Clinton and Obama. Yes. Um, <laughs> as much as I hate to say I voted for both of them, Monroe, uh, my hands are dirty with both well, of them. I, I voted against Reagan. I voted against Reagan. He lied. Ooh, to he us. lied. Yeah. I mean, so I voted for those that lied so, to us and those that lied for us. So how do you know? What's what? What do you know? What like? What's the instinct in you that that protects you, and 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 helps you give you a sense of what is the truth? I'm I'm a cynical journalist, so I'm 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 always on skeptical until I can figure out what's going on. For example, when I first moved to Chicago back in 1972, um, I I was purged from the voting rolls when I was going to vote against Daly. So I had to go downtown. Old man Daly. Yeah, old man Daly, the Daly one. I had to go downtown, um, take off from work, go downtown, and prove that I lived where I lived before I could vote. And I knew that that, that was um, Daly controlling the votes. I, I lived in Prairie Shore at the time, 
and, and the people living there, I strongly suspect, weren't as vulnerable to the machine as people who lived elsewhere. Pretty sure in the near South Loop. Yeah. Uh, and so, in other words, they kicked you off the, the rolls because they, what, they thought you were going to vote against Daly? Right. And they, they were and they were right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get back on the rolls? I got back on the rolls. Right? Fortunately, I had the sort of job where I could take a half a day off and not be penalized for it. You know, had I worked in the mills or the the, the stock yard or something like that, All right, well, I let's, lost money. Let's fast forward to where we are today. And uh, you and I have been talking uh, for over two years about Donald Trump. His lies, yes. his crimes, his yes. misdemeanors, his felonies, right. uh, his attempt uh, to subvert. He, 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 we're still waiting on him to shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue. He says he can get away with exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, and uh, so what gives you the assurance that his version of the truth is wrong and the FBI and uh, the other intelligence agencies' version of the truth is right? Because Trump commits crimes on TV <laughs> in front of millions of folks. You know, he called for, he, he's saying that this is a hoax, this whole, whole business with the Ukraine and his, his, his soliciting foreign company, countries to help him get reelected. He admitted it on TV. He's, he stood on the on the on the the, the White House lawn with the helicopter in the background, mm -hmm. and asked for China uh, to also participate in investigating Biden. Um, his chief of staff said, "We did it. Get over it." So I mean, you know, with, with the with the impeachment articles, the second one mm -hmm. about him. Um, obstructing Congress mm -hmm. is it's been televised. It's um, he, he his lawyer sent a letter to Congress saying we're not going to participate in this thing because we think it's a hoax. So I mean it's a, it's it, it's a laydown. Although our, our our friends across the aisle, as they like to say <laughs> to each other, are still going to let him off because you talk uh, the, so in, now, in the Senate in, in the, the Senate, Senate trial. Yeah. They're going to let him off. Oh, well, that's, oh, that's the plan. Uh, there were two articles of impeachment uh, yesterday, and uh, in neither case, and I don't believe there's one Republican in Congress who supported those articles of impeachment. No. Uh, that is a phenomenal uh, sign of strength for Donald Trump in regards to the Republican Party. There is not one member of the Republican Party willing to stand up to Donald Trump. Oh, I, I've, I, yeah, yeah, no, this is the You problem. can talk about a Democratic machine in the city yeah, of Chicago. Right, I've, at right. least the Democrats, we always had like three or four independents right. who stood up to Daley and Rahm. Yeah, you, no, no I, I, Donald Trump has Jedi mind tricked about 40% of the American voters. And that, that, that group is so convinced of what, of every lie he says. That he just goes with it. I mean, he just lies. You know, he he knows he's lying. Mm -hmm. it's not, it's, you know, it's not even a uh, well. Should I tell this lie or shall I tell that lie? He says, "I'm going to tell them all," and they and, and they believe it. When I'm fighting with them on Facebook, 
sometimes just for fun, I would put on uh, Eminem and Rihanna's I, I, I Love the Way You Lie. Yeah. It just put that on to, uh, as an answer to one of his lies. <laughs> He's believe it. I'll do a, a link to that song where it's, it's about a man who, uh, the song is about a man who abuses his woman mm-hmm. and then sets, sets her on fire in the house. I mean, the lyrics are incredible. It's the tune. It's a really great song. And so I put that on just to um, trigger them. Well, I, I've never seen uh, it, with any political party uh, such unity, uh, un, uh, unanimity, yeah. uh, unanimous thought uh, as to Donald Trump's relation. Every, every, all these scandals uh, enveloping Donald Trump. Uh, and I, it, it, it concerns me because it's so obvious to me and to you. Right that Donald Trump is lying. I have, and so, and even I, a skeptic, like I talked about, I have a really hard time believing anything in the face of it. I mean, I I think about uh, George Bush concocting a justification for the war in Iraq, which I would argue is far more devastating to this country than anything Donald Trump has done yet. I would argue that. I would make that argument. And so I would say that there would be a more compelling case. Well, it's it's more concrete. But it's not. I, th- I think what Trump is doing now, he is destroying the whole um, un- um, infrastructure of our democracy with the lies. I mean, it, what he, what he's done is is they his people don't believe in anything about government. There's this deep state. I was I was fighting with this guy the other day who who was insisting. You know, I I, I said to him, anybody who believes in a deep state is a fool and he says well you know what the deep state is it's k street and how they're controlling they're who, controlling who was saying this to you um it was someone on facebook yeah, okay, yeah ralph west Weston. I, I i yeah, yeah you would someone know on facebook. Yeah, one of my, my right wing facebook mm-hmm. friends and he said is the the deep state is k street and how they're controlling all these people and i point out to him that trump has since he became president, has appointed almost 300 lobbyists to his government. And so if that's supposedly the deep state, then he's not draining the swamp, he's restocking the <laughs> swamp, you know. But I mean, it just, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's just absolutely insane. And so what's the gentleman's response when you say that? Oh, they don't answer. <laughs> if they, if they, if, or, or, or I'm just delusional or something. So when Republicans uh, line up yes. and follow Donald Trump wherever he takes them, right. wherever he leads, right. whatever he says, right. whatever he's arguing at the time, right. um, is it a matter of they're knowingly f- burying the truth or... Do they actually believe what Donald Trump says? It's 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 both. You know, I mean, it's 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 sometimes it's either or, sometimes it's both of them. Um, but they, you know, you know, for example, I've been heard that uh, Lindsey Graham actually believes the stuff he's saying now was, which is completely opposite of what he was saying when he was. Um, Impeaching Clinton. Yeah, he was leading impeachment of, of Clinton. I mean, he's just completely been converted 
Now how that happens, I don't understand at all. Well, Lindsey Graham. Except, like I said, I, I think Trump, if, uh, he, if you remember in um, Star Wars, the scene where o- Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, they were going to the bar, and mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi, they were stopped, they were stopped, and they were supposed to uh, um, look for drugs or something in, in their, their car. It wasn't really a car, a spaceship. And he, and he, he tells them a lie. Obi-Wan Kenobi lies to him. He, well, he, he just says, there are no whatever, or droids. I think they were looking for a droid, yeah, if I remember. said, there are no droids here. And so then they repeat him and say, there are no droids here. You can go through. And uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi says, this is a Jedi mind trick. My, Jedi mind trick. <laughs> right, and that's exactly. What's, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm going back to what I said before. I yeah. do believe, see, here's part of the problem. When I, when I view... The Democrats trying to establish a principle. Yeah. And I believe that what, I'll go back to what I said earlier, George Bush and his manufacturing a war, a reasons for a war that he didn't have proof for, uh, and getting us now involved, we're now heading into year, what, 16 well, or 17? What about LBJ, though, with the Bay of Tonkin? Well, wait, let me just finish. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now you just... <laughs> You're you're just um, uh, proving my point by going back, but yeah. let me just deal with that. Okay. And there was no impeachment effort uh, into what George Bush did, manufacturing uh, uh, reasons for a war. Right. It's led to thousands of people being killed right. on all sides, billions of dollars wasted. Right. Uh, we're still locked into a, a war uh, to with troops uh, throughout the Middle East. We're still paying the price for that. So at some point, don't the Democrats lose a little credibility because they didn't launch an impeachment inquiry then, but they're, uh, they've got one now? Well, the thing is, Trump, the, the, the reason we have an impeachment inquiry now is Trump has committed crimes and he's committing crimes as you and I speak right now. I mean, he's he, he's non he's he's a crime, a one man crime wave. So they need to have to do do something with him. Um, George, I'm not even sure if 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 George did this or Cheney did it to George. Well, either way, there was no investigation. I would love to have it. I would love to have it. Now we have investigations of the investigations with Donald John Trump. I would have loved to have a little of that uh, when uh, George Bush was president. Well, we may have that for for the future. You know, just as an example, um, FDR had a mistress Mm -hmm. that we knew nothing about when he was president. JFK was a bed hopper that we knew nothing about when he was president. Then we had um, Hart. Gary Hart. Gary Hart mm-hmm. um, challenged reporters to find his mistress, which they did. And since then, finding mistresses is open, open, open prey. So maybe you're saying. So I'm saying that possibly, we'll see, but possibly, I think that the things that presidents used to get away with as a result of Trump and all the horrible things he's doing um, will be investigated. 
All right, that's Monroe Anderson. Adolfo Mondragon has joined us. We're going to ask him whether George W. Bush should have been impeached. And we're going to talk about Hillary and Bernie and all the national issues of the day. Local, Throw a few local questions in there for uh, Adolfo and Monroe as well. We'll be right back. The Ben Jarofsky Show is supported by Northwestern University's part-time master's program in literature and liberal studies. Students learn from dynamic and diverse faculty as they build advanced skills for critical analysis, writing, and research. Evening classes are held on Northwestern's Evanston and Chicago campuses. The spring quarter application deadline is January 15th. Learn more at sps.northwestern.edu slash masters. Hey, everybody, what you're about to hear are the piano stylings of Jeff Manuel. Man, listen to Jeff go. Jeff Manuel has been playing piano around Chicago for years. He's played for conventions, for celebrities, played in basement bars with blues bands. He's played at prestigious social clubs, fine restaurants, and in the intimacy of private homes. Book Jeff Manuel at jeffemanuelpianist.com. Don't worry, I'll spell his name at the end of this commercial. You know what Chicago Magazine said? They said that Jeff Manuel is, quote, as comfortable with Chopin as he is with Cole Porter. He's excellent, and his performance is joyous. He offers an elegant stream of compositions and interpretations that entertains the mind but won't hurt the ears. To hear more of Jeff Manuel's work and to book Jeff for your next event, go to jeffmanuelpianist.com. I'm going to spell it out for you, people. J-E-F-F. M as in Mary, A, N as in Nancy, U, E, L, P, I, A, N, I, S, T, dot com. Take it away, Jeff Manuel. 